Welcome to the Own Your Health Podcast. I'm Cindy Lynn, and I can't wait to help you step into your health power. Now, today we're going to talk about owning your narrative or controlling the narrative. That's a catchphrase that's in the media a lot lately. And we aren't going to worry about the whole scope of the world narrative, just the narrative, just the story around your health and the choices that you have when you own that story. So last episode, we talked about the first way to really start to step up and own your own health was through your language. And that was how you talked about your health. An extension of this is owning the story or owning the narrative in the way that you share your health information with others. Now, Here's a little bit of disappointing news, and that is that when you start to own your health, when you start to make any changes in your life, there are going to be people who are very uncomfortable with that. People who are uncomfortable with you making changes for the better because they may not want to, they may not feel they have the power to, they may not want to be left behind, but I applaud you for stepping up and making changes. And I think you'll be excited about it as well. Probably the best thing is to get very comfortable and have a plan of communication first before you start moving into your larger circle, making any changes in your life. Now, this is true if you've been recently diagnosed, as many of my clients have been, or if you're simply making changes to the way you eat or the way you exercise or the places you go, the hours you keep. All of those things can be very disconcerting to those people around us. And by having a plan for how you want to communicate those things, not only will they be more comfortable, which is somewhat of a goal, but you'll be more confident in the changes in the way that you're owning your life and owning your health. So we're gonna talk about three tips for communication, Um, the first of of which is to determine what you want to share. Now, sometimes when we make changes in our lives, we just make it and nobody notices. It can be something very personal. It can be the way we do our morning routine. It can be the way we do an evening routine or how we communicate um, other aspects of our life in the workplace. But when it gets to be our health, sometimes it's a little bit more obvious to others when we change the way we eat. If we've had a medical diagnosis, that's going to change us and change our appearance. If we do something like stop drinking, that will be very obvious to the people around us. So you can decide ahead of time what you want to say, how much you want to say, if you want to say anything at all. So the assumption here is that you have an absolute right to privacy. And if you want to move comfortably in the world, you may want to do some communicating. So in terms of deciding who you want to communicate with, it's very tied to the second tip, and that is how much and what you want to communicate. And those two things interact because who the person is in our life may determine how much information they get about the changes that we're making or the ways that we're owning our health. If we have family members that like to go to the doctor 
for everything. And we make a different choice. That may be a point of contention. And it may be something that you want to share your reasons for the choices that you're making. Or it may simply be that you want to share, you know what, I'm choosing to manage more of my health on my own at home. I'll seek medical care if I want. There's obviously more information you're going to share with a spouse than there is with the general public, usually. Um, and it's also important, and that's the third tip, is to communicate with the loved ones, those in your inner circle, what your communication plans are. So, for example, if you're not ready to communicate uh, treatment you've chosen, or you're not ready to communicate a diagnosis that you've gotten until it's really something that you've been able to wrap your mind around and settle in with, then you'll want to maybe let your spouse know, hey, you know what, I'm not going to share this until I have more information. And I'd appreciate if you not share it either. So you want to also communicate your expectations of privacy and expectations that you will be the one controlling who gets what information and when. Now, all of this does sound very heavy. It sounds like this controlling aspect. But really, part of owning your health is controlling that. Because when you don't control that communication, miscommunication happens, Odd information gets out, information uh, that you may either not want to share or you may not want to share at a particular time. And I think that's part of what's been such a challenge the last couple of years is that medical information, <clears throat> excuse me, HIPAA laws seem to have just disappeared. Everyone wants your medical information on a public card that you have to show at a door. And that's just not how life is meant to be. And so if you feel like that, if you feel the same way I do and that, you know what, my medical information is my information and I'll decide when and where I wanna share it. So there's a couple of approaches to this in terms of, of the who you wanna share with. And there's ways that you can prepare and think about that ahead of time. And that's what I'm all about is being prepared thinking about it ahead of time so that you can be intentional when you share information. And this is really, there's two parts to that. One is if you take time to stop and think about the message that you want to share with others, it gives you time also to think about why am I doing this? What's the motivation? What do I hope to gain from this? And when you think it through yourself, not that you have to share any or all of that, but when you think through that process on your own, we tend to be much more comfortable with the place we arrive, with the conclusion and the decision we arrive at. So there is a little bit of a little bit of a trick to this process, and that is that in order to effectively manage your story, your health story that you're owning to the rest of the world, you need to do some thinking about it yourself. You need to be intentional with your decisions. And that's something that I always recommend, whatever, if it's a health decision, <clears throat> excuse me, if it's 
a business decision, if it's a work decision, whatever decisions you make, to be intentional about them. But health can be challenging because so often we've outsourced it and we've let someone else control the story. Um, I've had a, a very good client of mine who became ill very quickly, ended up in the hospital. And before she even could be in a situation in a room that she could make a phone call or in a room that she could um, think about what was going on and create a plan, her family had already shared, not only with extended family, but on social media, that she was sick and in the hospital. And that was very alarming for her. And it felt, you know, you are ready if you're sitting in a hospital, <clears throat> chances are in a gown with the back flapping open, that you feel pretty vulnerable. And to have your information shared about your health far and wide before you even have a chance to think about what's happened to you to process the information and to create a message uh, is, is pretty alarming. And nobody was ill-intended there. I mean, her husband was distraught. He had asked for prayers for her. He, he wanted to let people know what was going on. Everyone who responded cared about her very much. But her health crisis was a very personal one. And she wasn't ready to share that information yet. Like I said, she needed time just to digest it. So by the time she came to work with me, she was in the process of regaining control over her message. And what I mean by that is she came home from the hospital to a whole group of people in her home, several of them staying there, some relatives, some not. She came home to all kinds of food that had been lovingly prepared for her but was completely inconsistent with the way that she needed to eat to heal. She had people coming and going all shifts because they truly believed that they could best help her around the clock. And all of these things were out of her control. And by the time she came to me, by the time she called me and, and set up an appointment, she was just at wit's end. She, she said, and, and her opening line was something to the effect of, I don't even have control over who knows what's going on in my uterus right now. That's pretty personal. So even though everyone was very well-meaning, she was not happy with the situation. She was not healing during that time. She had tremendous anxiety. She had no privacy and she was a very private person, even physically. <clears throat> so it, it was a, a huge lesson for me in terms of hmm, letting my wishes be known, letting those around me know what I'd like if anything ever happens, and then setting that stage for how I communicate any kind of health situation uh, proactively. So I'll give you a real good example that was huge in my family. So I married into a big Italian family. 
Pasta is an absolute highlight. I learned to make many homemade pasta dishes from my husband's mother. And it was great. Until I discovered that I didn't tolerate gluten at all. And this was quite a number of years ago. So when I had to stop eating gluten, and at that point there was, and, and frankly, for, for pasta, there still is very few good options, in my opinion, that even make it worthwhile. But it was kind of a big loss. And it was a big shift in the eating patterns of our household. And it was an even bigger shift when we went to visit my in-laws. And it, it, and it was just this total lack of understanding. Well, what do you mean you're going to, well, you can't eat spaghetti. Well, how about rotini? You know, how about, and, and people were really wanting to troubleshoot the situation for me. But I had done all of that. I knew what the situation was. And I knew what I needed to do for my health. So retrospectively, I realized that communicating this the way I did didn't help them to understand and it didn't make the situation any smoother or more comfortable. And at that point, I started thinking about how I communicated other sorts of situations, how I let people know at the office if I was going to be gone a few days, um, who I let know how much information if I thought I was going to be gone for more than a few days what was actually required to be shared in the workplace and um, what is actually required, and I say that with quotations, required to be shared in the context of your normal family practices. Because when you make a change to these things, it's going to cause a little friction and it's going to take people a little while to adapt. And that's okay. And if they don't want to adapt, that's okay. That's all up to them. But what's within your power when you own your health is to decide ahead of time how I want to communicate what I'm doing or why I'm doing or why I'm making a change and what my expectations are from that communication because it's up to me to manage my own expectations. Like I said, some people are going to say, oh, great that sounds like a really good idea or, Oh, I hope that treatment goes well for you or let me know if there's anything I can do to help. But there may be people who say, well, that's ridiculous. Well, there's nothing really, that's not No, gluten isn't really a problem for anybody. That's just, that's just a new trend or she just wants attention or she just wants to cook something different or she thinks pasta makes her fat or like any one of these things that I heard. None of it really mattered, except that I'd have preferred to have a smooth visit with my in-laws and how I handled it could have made a difference. So again, this is how we want to live our lives, how we want to own our health, and how we want to communicate. I have, um, and I'll leave a link in the show notes before, or below rather, um, a, a book, an ebook called Managing Your PR After the Diagnosis. And I created this for my professional corporate women um, and in PR's public relations. So this is kind of a catch-all term for all of the 
this, the information about you and, and surrounding you and how to do it after a diagnosis. The same uh, tips, the same rules, all of it apply for really any health change you're making, including the change of stepping up and owning your health. So I'd be happy to have you download that absolutely free. The link will be down below. If you have any questions, certainly reach out. Or if there's other topics that you would like to talk about, I would be more than happy to do that. And I just want to say it's great to be here with you. And I wish you all the luck in your communications regarding owning your health. So until next time, let's go out there and own it. The information contained in this podcast is provided for educational purposes only. It is not intended as medical advice. I am a nurse, but I'm not your nurse. Please see your personal health care provider for any concerns.